Welcome back guys to another episode of Yana No Ya. It is a special episode because we had a guest, Chandra, aka Film Forager on Instagram. Longtime listener of the podcast and friend of the podcast. So it was a long time coming, we finally had her on. And the topic for this episode was quote unquote, she's literally me characters. Uh, This is kind of a throwback to episode four where we did He's Literally Me, and so now we are finally doing the female character version of that. So a lot of interesting discussions, we learn a lot about each other, and it was a good episode, so hope you guys enjoy it. As always, keep an eye out in the description of the episode if you want to jump to a certain point, look at the timestamps. Also, don't forget to interact with the poll or questionnaire that we may put down if you're on Spotify. And we do have a Patreon, so if you want to support the podcast at any level then that always helps all the money goes towards the artwork that we do for each episode and so yeah i hope you guys enjoy and let's get into it got a special episode today so this is not only this is this the uh, first episode where we have four people on the podcast but we have a special guest she's a long time listener first time caller friend of the podcast (laughs) yep yep. Uh, Chandra film forager Uh, she always sends in questions to us and she's one of our close friends not only does me and Chandra live in the same town, but we work at the same movie theater. It's been, this is a long time coming. Like we, mm-hmm. we really should have had you on like earlier, but never <laughs> too late, I guess. So here you are. Episode so 38. Wanna, <laughs> yeah, episode 38. <laughs> so if you want to introduce yourself and say whatever you want. Boo, get off the stage. <laughs> Boo. Um, yep. Hi, I'm Chandra. I am their friend and i have my own instagram page and podcast as well called fellowship of the mic and yeah i met these guys through instagram filmstagram like everyone loves that term yep so yeah (laughs) that's me (laughs) that's it i mean well you've got two podcasts as well like there's a lot more. oh yeah pod goblins too yeah oops sorry julia yeah but yeah i mean like we've all met up before like in the past like it's been a whole year since that last september meetup which is yeah, kind of crazy it isn't makes it? me sad like a whole year yeah if only liam worked in the cinema four fucking people working i know in the same podcast i was just that, about yeah. to say yeah unfortunately yeah. it's just dominoes i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> just dominoes fuck you just dominoes but yeah. uh usually around this time we talk about like how we've been the last like couple yeah. of weeks when we haven't been recording so we'll let the guest start how have you been? How's life? I've been pretty good, yeah. It's uh, Things could be better, but I'm not complaining. She has three jobs. We only have, I have two, she has three. So we all, we're all workaholics, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. All four of us, I guess, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine, I guess. Just, you know, work shit, as usual. Uh, what was it, this past Saturday was our cinema day, so that was fucking crazy. It was horrible. I hated every minute of it. <laughs> It Every screening like was sold out. <laughs> Ours well, you was have not two crazy. screens. Yeah, two screens, and it was blue. What was it? Blue Beetle and Meg, right? Oh God. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Meg, Meg and too, like yeah. nobody, still, still nobody came. 
Yeah, it's or been wait, that for was the that... past two weeks, wasn't it? That's no, no, you're right. Was... Maybe it was Gran Turismo. Yeah, it was Gran Turismo. And, like, and Blue Beetle, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, no, nobody it, came. So. The, the Meg fucking sold out in Cinema Day. Everything sold out except Oppenheimer because that was in the big screen. But mm. that still had like 120 people out of 140 capacity, so not too bad. So yeah, awful day. Wow. <laughs> Otherwise, awful. okay. Wow. Yeah, things are going good with me. I mean, I just got a raise at my my main job finally that was really nice yeah i can finally stress a bit less about money now like i'm always stressing about money so now it's like i make i'm making quite a bit more so that's good um that is good and uh yeah just just grinding just like you guys working kath is gonna be here in a couple days i'll have like two weeks off work i can't wait it's gonna be nice um what was that? Except game days. Oh yeah. Well, thanks for reminding me. I have to work. <laughs> I have to work both Saturdays that she's gonna be here, and my shifts are twelve hours long, from seven a.m. to seven p.m. And it's gonna Jesus. suck. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Me. And we're like understaffed. It's gonna be crazy. I don't know how I'm gonna survive it, but other than that, it should be fun. That's pretty much it for me, I guess. I haven't been doing too much aside from working really so i don't i don't have too much to say really that's just all of us yeah yeah sucks <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, just give me money yeah just why give me do we money. need money <laughs> why can we just not need money we could just live that's a good opportunity to bring in our patrons so if you want to support the <laughs> podcast just kidding um all the money goes towards the artwork that we do i'll start off with kath uh, she changed her username, so thanks for throwing me off, Kath. I'm trying to... Th- what is it called? Kath... Uh, it's a German thing. Do you know? You're a German have... expert, Chandra. I'm not a German um, expert, but it means like... More than us. Uh, it's... What is it? Like Wonderlust or what? Not like Wonderlust. Well, Fern... Fernweh. It's like Fern, Fern something, isn't it? Fernweh, yeah. Fern... Yeah. Kath Fern... Fern way. I'll just say it like that. <laughs> it's German. Um, it's Ver- Vernway. Yeah. Yeah. What he said. So, yeah. Thank you, Kath, um, for being a patron and supporting. Thanks, Appreciate Kath. It. Thank you, Kath. Yeah. Uh, thanks, moving underscore 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 pictures, Julia. Thank you, Julia. <laughs> thanks, Julia. Uh, thank yeah. you, Sarah's popcorn chat, for being a patron. Thanks, thanks Sarah. Sarah, for supporting us. You guys sound so sad. <laughs> that's just me. That's the that's we're we're sad boys. Yeah, it's over the, here. Okay, it's and the, the charm yeah, of no, the podcast. Yeah, podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. Film our door. Thanks. Or fuck, fuck our door oh film. God, I do this every time. At this point, I feel like you're doing it on purpose. I swear I'm not. It's like oh. I I was even practicing it before the episode. I was like, okay, I'm looking at our door film. Our door film. It's something about that that name. Anyway, Amy, thank you for being a patron. Thanks, thank Amy. Thank you, our film, Amy. Uh, th- thanks, Liam's mom. Thanks, mom. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Luna underscore 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 Pearl. Yeah, the that's best. It. <laughs> yeah. God, we are so dead right now. Oh, I know. Just I, get I, the energy up. I just got done working out. I ran this morning. I was like getting ready, and now like as soon as I sit down, then my body is like. Well, okay, I just got I'm, done I'm, rewatching I'm Annihilation. Done. My brain is fried. So. Mm. That's I just got done playing Guitar Hero. Like, we've had stressful <laughs> days. <laughs> 
we have had very stressful days clearly yeah. <laughs> oh on one of our last episodes then for the it man discussions then in the poll we asked who's your favorite martial artist i gave the options Bruce Lee, Jet Li, Donnie Yen, Jackie Chan, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Chuck Norris, and Steven Seagal. Because I can nice. only give seven options. Those are the main ones. No Mike Tyson? Oh, <laughs> my bad. My bad. Um, we're saving that for the It Man 3 <laughs> episode. Yeah. Yeah, so 40%. It does. So we had five votes, and we had four different answers. So two people voted. Two people voted Bruce Lee, so mm-hmm. he won. But then we also had somebody vote Jet Li, somebody vote Jackie Chan, and then somebody vote Jean-Claude Van Damme. No Donnie. Wait, did, no you, Donnie. Did, you, did you say you put Steven Seagal in there? Yeah. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> he was dead last. I put him last. I put him last. He has so many movies. I had to... Oh yeah, he's a master of judo and all other martial arts. <laughs> his, his, uh, his videos are just so preposterous. Like his... God, he's such a loser. He's. I feel like he's faking it at this point. Like he used to be good at martial arts. Now he's just like having people flip over for him. Yeah. Like, it's. He's just too big. He's too big. Way too big. Talking yeah. about one of my relatives here. Wait. Oh, what? what? <laughs> he's like not only by marriage, not by blood. He's like my stepdad's third cousin, second cousin. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Holy shit. Wow. He's only met him once, so it's like not a big deal at all. But I like to always, every time someone Mm -hmm. mentions Steven Seagal, I'm like, that's my cousin. (laughs) Your distant third cousin? I'm the the same with the fucking singer from the Cranberries, because I'm technically related to her. I'm apparently related to the main singer of Silverchair. Do you know Silverchair? (laughs) Oh, I've heard of them. They're like a 2000s rock band, aren't they? Yeah, you know that song that's like, walking in a straight line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that. Uh, that guy. Okay. <laughs> He's well, apparently like a distant cousin or some shit. So Wow. We all well, have famous I, cousins. Yeah. I uh was almost related to the the sloth You're... and goonies. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. I don't, I don't I'm not related <laughs> to anybody. Related. <laughs> that you know My of. grandma danced with, with him at prom. I'll never I'll never <laughs> not bring that up. Morgan Freeman is my dad. No way. <laughs> I see the resemblance. <laughs> yeah. You have his eyes uh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Should we get to what we've been watching? Yes, we should. Yeah. Or listening to. I was to. gonna. Uh, yeah. Let's do that. Okay. So yeah, what we've been watching or listening to? Who wants to start? Let's let our guest go. Let's. Uh, uh, ladies first. Has anyone seen Earth Girls Are Easy? I've heard. No. Of it. I'd like to see no. it. It's really ridiculous. It has Gina Davis, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, uh, Jim Carrey. Did I already say that? And then like one of the Wayans brothers. It's ridiculous, but fun, and it's on Prime here in the States. I don't know where it is for you guys, but I thought I had a really good fun time with that. I started it drunk late at night, and then I finished it sober the next day, and it was still fun both ways. (laughs) Wow. Is that the one where they're, like, in blue, red, and yellow chicken costumes or something? Yeah. Yeah, they're aliens from outer space, and then, like, Gina Davis is, I don't know, broken up with her fiance and then like falls in love with jeff goldblum obviously so <laughs> yeah. um and then for i guess i'll just pick an album um i've been watching rock i watched rocket man for the first time so i've been listening to a lot of john lennon so john I listened lennon to his... john lennon john elton john, john. john. oh my god <laughs> we're keeping that in no that in. elton john <laughs> and i listened to his first album when i was drawing the other night and it was uh pretty dope 
Love I've only heard album. his first three, nice. and yeah, his first album is actually quite good. So. Mm. Yeah. Man, I still need to see Rocket Man. I still need to see it. Oh my it. god, it's, so it's really good. I really want to. Yeah, so good. I can lend it I to you. I love Elton John. Yeah, I'll, I'll need to, yeah. I, I can talk about a few, I guess. Um, probably one of my favorite watches recently was Dead Man's Shoes, directed by Shane Meadows, which is a fucking harrowing revenge story. Like, it's it's about uh, Paddy Considine's in it, who's in uh, The World's End. He was one of the main group in that. And he's great in, like, a lot of other things as well, but fucking... He's the main character, and he's just come come home from war, basically, and he finds out that his little brother was being bullied by these guys, like, while he was gone, so the whole movie is just his revenge plot to, you know, kind of make them pay for what they did. And it's very grounded and very realistic in how it approaches, like, violence and the mindset of, like, you know, a soldier coming back from war. And I thought it was just very well done, and the way it approaches violence is, like, probably the most disturbing way you can do violence in a film where it's just like matter of fact it's just like blam dead that mm. type of thing like no mm. glorifying it or anything but it's a fantastic film Paddy Considine is unbelievable and he is fantastic like I want to see more dramatic stuff from him I know Liam's a fan of Tyrannosaur which I think he also directed yeah, like, I, I still want to see that it's really good yeah more people but, should um, see that movie yeah. I, I feel the same about Dead Man's Shoes as well like you I'm I'm a fan of director anyway because he did how, This how Is England, it, which is one. Of my yeah, how does it movies. match up to This Is England? Do you think? I mean, not. I, I mean, obviously, I preferred This Is England, but yeah. um, Dead Man's it, it feels similar in how it's shot because it's very grounded, very matter of fact, and it's you know going through like a small English town. It, it's not trying to be like a period thing. It's just trying to tell this quite simple revenge story. And I appreciated that it just didn't fuck around. It was just like, okay, we're in it now. And this is the plot. And I thought it was very good, a very special film. And yeah, loved it. Eight out of ten. Would it break my heart as much as This Is England? No, maybe. No? I don't know. You'd love it. I think you'd love it, though. I think you'd really, really like it. And then another nice. one I watched quite, quite recently is I Heart Huckabees. Which <laughs> I, I knew you were going to fucking bring this up. I yeah no I I God I wanted to watch it for a while for some reason because I've heard it's quite good I had heard it's quite good and I had a weird thing about it because I remember kind of being obsessed with it as a kid even though I'd never seen it like I just saw like a clip of it on TV and I just couldn't stop repeating the title because it's just like oh I I heard Huckabees it's a fun title to say that's very odd but like it when is I was quite a kid, odd I actually did watch the whole thing <laughs> oh did you yeah I did. I actually liked did you like it, it? But, I mean, yeah, I did, but I think I rewatched it like years later and it didn't hold up quite as well, but like I still did like it then. Yeah. Like it's directed by David o. Russell, who, yeah. you know, he's mm. kind of a shitbag, but I love <laughs> <laughs> I love Silver yeah. Lining's playbook and I really like The Fighter, Same. I really like American Hustle. But my god, his the fact that he's the director of the movie ruins it. Like the main theme of it is like existentialism because Jason, Jason Schwartzman is the main character and he hires Dustin Hoffman and Lily Tomlinson's characters to kind of spy on him because he's not sure whether he exists or not, basically. And that concept, I think, is really solid. But the way that David O. Russell approaches, like, the quirkiness of it and the existentialism and the postmodern elements, it's very insincere and it just left me with, like, a stale taste in my mouth. I thought the performances were great. I thought the opening, like, half an hour or so was pretty good but then it just started to falter off and yeah it sucks i didn't like it (laughs) (laughs) 
Fair uh, enough. Uh, four yeah. out of ten. I do want to rewatch it and see how it holds up for me, but yeah. But I'm not like a huge fan of David O. Russell in general, mm. though. Like, I mean, the only so, thing I've seen that I've loved from him is Silver Linings Playbook, but American Hustle yeah. and kind of like. Mm. Was it better than Amsterdam? Was it better than Amsterdam? Yes, marginally, in my opinion. Mm. Oh. Well, Quinn, like you liked Amsterdam, 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 didn't you? I, I thought it was okay. Keelan yeah, didn't. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I, I didn't. <clears throat> Nobody did, really. I mean, but. <laughs> Fighters really yeah. did, too. Fighters. Yeah, I, I do want to see the fighter. I can't believe I haven't seen it. Like yeah. the whole cast of Hired Huckabees is genuinely excellent. Like even Mark Wahlberg, who I really like, he's great in it. I thought he was really mm. funny in it. And then like you know, Jason Schwartzman, Isabella Huppert, fucking Dustin Hoffman, great cast, great great cast. But it was just wasted on the director. Well, this is the main one I really wanted to bring up. But for the twentieth anniversary of Old Boy, then they re-released it. They like redid some stuff. They remastered it, re-released it in theaters, like select theaters around the country and world or whatever. And I was lucky enough to go see it. Um, There's like a, a, a cool kind of like big old school theater, like an hour away from where we live, uh, the State Theater in Sioux Falls. And like, I got, I just went by myself and saw it and it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was amazing. Like it's still probably my favorite, I would, yeah, it's my favorite movie. Like it overtook Taxi Driver as my favorite movie. Yeah. Um, and still is. Um, it's kind of weird though, cause for this 20th anniversary, then they, um, I thought they were just gonna like remaster it, like kind of like clean it up a bit. Not that it needed cleaned up, but like, um, they, what was really weird is that there was dialogue that was changed this time. Oh. Like there was straight up dialogue, like subtitles were different. And I would know, cause I've seen Old Boy, like, I don't know how many times. So like I knew all the lines. And from the get-go, like, the opening scene when he's, like, drunk in the police station, there was, like, like the line where he was explaining what his name meant. That was entirely different. What? Because, like, in the original version, yeah, in the original version, then he says, Odesu means getting through, the, getting through one day at a time. And then this time, then he said, it means getting by the day quietly. And I was like, that's what? different. Like, why is that? So, and it was like that throughout the entire movie. Like, not... I would say like 25% or like 20% of the dialogue was changed slightly. It was really weird. Um, That's odd. Like instead of saying dick shit, they said fucktard. I'm not even kidding. That was a change in the movie. (laughs) I don't know why. Hmm. But um, it it was really weird. But other than that, still an amazing um, um, experience. Yeah. Sorry, that's, that's just interesting to me. But like... Do you think it was a thing that they changed it for the remaster, or were they going off like a different translation or something? Because I feel like that could I, be the issue. It could be. Unless they or, just really. straight up changed dialogue. Like, we wouldn't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> they might have just changed dialogue to just kind of switch it up for the people that, you know, have seen it like a million times, I guess, like me. But, like, I don't know why. Um, I, I think the the dialogue they already had initially was all perfect and it, it did not need change yeah. like there was no dialogue in this where i was like yeah that was that's cooler than what they had before but i mean still a five out of five like that didn't change it or anything but yeah getting to see it with a crowd um was definitely cool and uh yeah and there afterwards also there was like if you stuck around after the movie then there was like an exclusive like you could watch like a 10 minute interview between Nicholas Winning Refn and Park Chan-wook <laughs> that he did. So that was pretty cool. 
yeah, so that was just stuff they did for the anniversary. So I, I got chills like multiple times throughout, just like seeing it on the big screen, like with the sound, like right away when the like the opening credits come in with the piano hmm. and then it cuts to him just holding the guy over the ledge and you just the fucking music just like blasted. And I was like, <laughs> I still have not stopped shit, listening to that song. Amazing. I listen to that song on repeat all the fucking time. Oh, it's, it's like, amazing. It's amazing. It's like the best, it's really the best opening to like a movie ever. It just literally hooks you. Like, yeah. it just fucking hooks you. Um, From that into the police station, it's just a perfect opening. It really is. It is. And I just, I had chills the whole time. So that was the most like special watch I had. And then I guess if I'm throwing another one in there, um, last night, then I watched Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer because I'm starting my horror movies. I know we're only in September, but like, I'm getting ready for my spooky season, <laughs> and I uh, I finally watched Henry, yeah, Portrait of a Serial Killer, and I loved it. Um, I just I thought it was just really simple but creepy, and just like disturbing in a lot of ways. It really captures like the mind of a psychopath, I thought, and just like that was Michael Rooker's first performance. I didn't even know that. I knew it was a big performance from him, but I didn't know it was like his first movie ever. So, I mean, he was great. Um, yeah, he's awesome. just, yeah, he really is. So that was, um, yeah, it was just a nice little short horror watch. I could see, I could just see all of the future serial killer movies that took inspiration from it as I was mm. watching it. Like little stuff, like the house that Jack built or like whatever, just stuff like that. I was like, wow, like this is, I mean, it came out in the 80s, so it's not mm. super old. Yeah, I think it's due a rewatch for me. I didn't really like it when I saw it, but you know, yeah, I'm a stupid person, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a stupid person who didn't like it. I mean, my uh, opinions have been changing on so many movies that at this point I'm like, no, nah, I just don't trust any opinion I've had before, like, 2020. I mean, it's a very, like, reserved movie, too, to where, like, it's not, like, nonstop crazy. Mm. You're just, like, you're watching him go about his life, and then, like, you see, like, his double life, like, as a serial killer, but also, like, you see, like, the humanity behind him, too. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I'm going to talk about a watch and a rewatch. I might just do that. I'll just talk about the actual watch first, which I watched today. It was After Sun. Finally watched that. Mm. It's just kind of okay to me. I don't know. Like, I don't even know how to really describe it. It's kind of like just one of these, like, slow burn kind of hangout type movies. And it's one of those things where it, like, feels like they have some stuff, like, hidden under the surface. But, like, it takes so long for it to, like, actually get to the point of that or whatever. Mm. That I just kind of lost interest as it went along and, like... I don't know, by the end I was just like, yeah, okay, like, I get the idea, but it, it took way too long to get to the fucking point, so I was just like, <laughs> whatever. But I did mm. really like the relationship between the um, two main characters, I thought they were, like, really beautiful, and that's the best part of it, but, yeah. Just as an overall thing, it didn't really impress me that much. To, to be honest, I, I kind of felt the same way you did at first. Like, I, th mm. I thought the first, like, 20 minutes or so, like, I was watching it in the cinema, and I was like, this is, like this is like painfully slow almost but then after that i was just kind of like my fucking mind was blown i adore it but i can get why you know mm -hmm. yeah. it does take a bit to get going i think it is just one of those movies that you'll either vibe with or not really yeah i don't know i'm kind of just a bit in the middle at the moment so yeah no, that's fair but yeah. it's worth a watch if you want to see it um and another one was a rewatch that i did of ad astra and oh Jesus fucking Christ how did I <laughs> how did I give this a 6 out of 10 and not a 10 like I don't get it mm. 
sometimes a rewatch just really fucking does it for me mm. and like this one like in particular just blew me away on on rewatch like just everything about the audiovisual element of it is obviously incredible like it's been that, that, that's probably the thing that gets praised about it the most but like i can't stress that enough it's just so fucking good looking and good sounding and oh my god but mm. I just love the story and the themes that it explores, and I love Brad Pitt so much in this role. Like, it's just amazing, and it tells such a unique and personal and beautiful story. I just, I think it's amazing. I really need to rewatch that. My first time, I didn't really, I thought it was just okay, too. Yeah, I think, it was the like, same. I think I, you're both in the same boat, yeah. Yeah, I, speaking of painfully slow, I just thought that was kind of painfully slow. Like, I did, it was one of the most beautiful looking movies, like, I've seen in a long time, but I just Technically, it didn't it's hook great. me. Yeah, technically it's like perfect. I mean, but like after yeah, you after to... seeing you slap it with a five out of five, I'm, I'm kind of tempted to rewatch it soon. Yeah, just to see too. how I feel about it. I mean, yeah. If you if you still don't get anything out of it, I would probably understand. Like honestly, but it's I don't know. I just love everything about how the story all came together at the end. Like everything to do with like his relationship with his father and like how people perceive him because of like all of his involvement with all that stuff it's just really like well put together and well written i just love it we shall get on to our mini topics mm-hmm. so i have some really random topics like one of them is only really uh it only pertains to you and me quinn because it's okay. local news <laughs> mm, okay um i'll just read the the headline and then just mm-hmm. it's it's really ridiculous. Oh um, so Norfolk is a town in Nebraska. It's only about an hour away from us. Mm-hmm. So um, Norfolk police pull over man with bull riding shotgun. Oh, I saw that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I saw a video of that. Like the bull just fucking out the windshield. <laughs> one of the, I don't, I think it's like one of the bulls that they people ride or uh i don't know i can send you the link but yeah, it looks I ridiculous i didn't understand what you meant when you said i heard a bull and shotgun and i don't know why my mind thought to him riding a bull with a shotgun because i thought that <laughs> i could imagine that happening in the midwest yeah yeah but uh no this is equally as crazy so yeah that in the quote, the police captain said, um, the officers received a call re- referencing a car driving into town that had a cow in it. And like, people thought it was just going to be like a baby cow, but it was uh, an actual, like, I don't know, like a, what do they call Like a mounted bullhead? Uh, <laughs> mounted yeah. bullhead. My other one is just that, um, you guys talk about AI quite frequently on here. So I just thought I'd- We haven't in a while, in actually. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, I'm behind, so to be I, fair. I know you are. I think the last one was Secret Invasion, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we talked about the Secret yeah. Invasion artwork. Yeah. So, um, mushroom pickers urged to avoid foraging books on Amazon that appear to be written by AI. Oh, shit. Oh. What? So, like, what? amateur mushroom pickers have been, like, buying these books to, like, get better acquainted with mushrooms and identifying mushrooms. Sample of books scored 100% on AI detection tests as experts warned they contain dangerous advice. Shit. Yeah. That's fucked up. People are probably picking poisonous mushrooms or something. Yeah, you guys need to be careful because I know, well, Micah goes to pick mushrooms, Yeah, but we're not amateurs. You're not buying, (laughs) yeah, you're not amateurs. You're veterans in the mushroom picking. But yeah, it's all just written by ChatGPT. I can't believe they're writing full-on books now. Oh yeah, I think books would be the first step, really, because it's probably yeah. the easiest to do without getting caught, really. 
books, songs, like song lyrics. I don't know, but with, with like published books like this, where are your references? Like, how does the robot reference the, you know, because they, they exactly. like the little book book notes and stuff and at the very end in the mm-hmm. I, th- I think index. if you put it into like ChatGPT or something it does give you references like it tells you where you got it from doesn't it maybe i, I maybe haven't have tried. to ask it like <laughs> maybe you have to ask directly for that yeah I don't maybe know. but yeah it's still scary the fact that it's getting to that point i i, I guess i only have one topic and it is but you actually brought recent. a mini topic because it only happened like an hour ago. <laughs> oh, I know exactly what you're yeah. gonna bring up. Oh, I'm glad you are bringing it up. It's lazy. Yeah. It's it's it's. it's, it's, it's cr- I just forget about it. Well, we have two weeks daily. to think I'm about so, it. And you I'm just so sorry. I'm so sorry. Right I'm a working end. man. I am a working. The universe man. just I'm a threw him man. a mini topic though an hour ago. Topic an hour ago. So we should fire him. We really should. <laughs> Fucking try it. <laughs> <laughs> Bring Shandra on instead. No, yeah, so like less than an hour or two ago, uh, the lead singer of Smash Mouth died, Steve Harwell. Oh, wait, I what? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, singer's... really? It, 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 yeah, it, it came was... out yesterday that he was in hospice care for liver failure. Oh and my God. yeah, today he passed away. Only in his Just... 50s. Only in yeah, his he was 50s 56, too. I believe. Yeah, 56. Wasn't Man. he kind of like going off the rails like quite a bit recently? Like, I, I, I think don't he know. was just going like nuts at concerts and like just doing weird. Are shit you thinking apparently. of the COVID concert? I'm. I might be. He was doing some weird shit around the time that COVID was happening, but I think he continued. Yeah. No, I do. I do remember the COVID stuff, but it's just crazy just how many people, how many like public figures are like just dying recently. Like we talked yeah. about it like two episodes ago. Now we've got another yeah. one for the bunch. It's it's sad. Yeah. It's really yeah. sad. Can we all do a it group uh, Shrek retold watch in his honor? <laughs> <laughs> That's just the rest of the podcast. It's just Shrek retold commentary. Yeah. I need to bring that movie to everyone. Like it's just too good. Maybe I won't nearly pass out this time. <laughs> <laughs> he was laughing that fucking much. Like I'm not kidding. Oh really? It, it was it was exhausting, but it was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh... But yeah, so Man, that's my only yeah, mini time topic. Yeah, rest, rest in peace. Rest peace. Is pretty horrible. Well, let's go to my. I I have one, but it's like. I mean, I don't know how yeah. much we'll have to say about it, but... Yeah, only one, okay. Liam? Only way. one? Fuck okay. off, I have more than you. Right? <laughs> well, I don't... I didn't know if... I didn't know if um, Liam might bring this up. I don't know if you would have, though, but... Because you're the not. only person I can imagine bringing this up. Oh. But uh, if anybody's seen it, the teaser trailer for David Fincher's new movie drops. Oh, yeah. I figured, yeah. since we're all... I mean, we all like Fincher, so thought we'd bring that up i think it looks great i thought about bringing it, it up like but i've I've talked to keelan and julia about it recently and like apparently everyone has watched the trailer except for me and i'm like i don't watch I trailers have... anymore it... really oh well good <laughs> uh, i i rarely watch trailers unless they're like on the tv at work or something or else before a film but i did watch the killer one because it was only like a minute and a half and it showed absolutely yeah. nothing Exactly. I that's that. why I wanted I, to bring it I just it can't. Up. I can't for a Fincher movie though, because it's like it's fucking. No, that's Fincher. fair. Like I want to go in completely yeah. blind. But, but from this what... is like the perfect. Sorry, Keelan. I, I was no, just gonna. Okay. This is like the perfect trailer though, because like it just yeah. shows. It's it. It's not saying anything, hardly anything in the trailer, and you're just seeing like cool shots of the movie, and just like it hypes you up. Mm-hmm. And it just it really does look great, and it's not giving away. I, do, I still don't know what the movie's even about after watching the trailer. So, I think the I'm tone excited. and the rhythm of the trailer are fucking. Yeah. It's so good. It's I so saw fucking... some 
I saw some shots and I was just like, man, like he's still implementing that like whole blue and yellow thing, like with the lighting <laughs> yeah. and the props and shit. Like I'm just like, oh my god, this feels just... so Fincher. I'm just so excited. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Shame he didn't do it in Mank, piece of shit. Hey, look, <laughs> Mank is overhated as fuck, man. That movie's awesome. I love it. I like Mank. I love yeah. Mank. I need to rewatch it. But yeah, Killer looks awesome. I can't I'm wait. Excited for it. Looks, yeah, I think it'll be his best movie since uh, Gone Girl. Maybe yeah, since Gone it'll be Girl. his best since Mank. Probably. Since it's a ten. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he's only made Mank since Gone Girl, and then Mindhunter. Right. And I think I said. I, I think cards? I said this. I think I said this. Oh around yeah, the time. he had a little something to do with House of Cards. Yeah, I guess true. Around the time that uh, Mank came out, I think I said this, but it, like the wait between Gone Girl and Mank was like the longest he's ever had. Yeah, and then my second my second mini topic. Um, so the Pentagon has released exclusive UFO footage. I don't know if any of you guys have seen this. Oh, we're back to UFOs. This is legit. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, <laughs> AI UFOs. We're doing it all today. Yeah. So I don't know if any. I'm, I'm I'm probably the only person who's seen this footage out of us. I don't know, but um, yeah, you can look it up. Uh, it's like a black and white video. There's like you see a plane. But then you see this weird object go and you can it just I don't know, you can't hardly make it out. <laughs> but um it's it's just acting really weird. Like it's just moving all over the place and like what the hell is it? So just look it up. Apparently they made like a what they call it, like a one stop shop website for their UFO shit. Like the, the Pentagon, Pentagon did. did that. Yeah, the Pentagon. So who knows if this is real, fake, if they're distracting us from uh, something else, or if it's legit, who knows. Is the website but actually like .gov? I haven't I haven't gone to the <laughs> website itself, but I just saw the video somewhere else. There has been Let's... a lot like a lot of like UFO coming out, stuff coming out recently and it's kind of weird like how mm-hmm. it comes out and then people are just like, "Okay." I think yeah, they're just fucking Exactly. <laughs> maybe. 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 But they're having like all these house hearings and like all these like Congress hearings. It's so weird. Like that's a fucking bird. About this, <laughs> the AI Wait, generated what? hearings. Are you watching right? the video? They're trying to. I'm watching this. the video. Um, hopefully, it's the same video. But yeah, it's like that's a black a big and white, bird. like radar thing. It's a big bird. I, no, but it, it starts. It does. It but it starts like moving back and forth. Like like a bird would not do that. The drone. I just don't get why yeah, it's totally. always that's why is it always too, like but... black and white fucking grainy ass footage. Like we have new better cameras now. Yeah. How are they not capturing this? Like yeah. if it's actually It looks real. too sci fi to be real. I get very skeptical when like UFO stuff is like fucking it looks like something out of a sci fi film. It's just like I don't think mm. it would look like that. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, I'd more the the type of UFO I would believe is like a nope. That's yeah. like the only UFO I probably would believe. That's just a stereotypical <laughs> flying saucer, though. No, but like, like that's just isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm mean, not going to go. I'm, I'm not going to go into nope spoilers, but something like that. Looks like a big cowboy hat. That's what it looks like. It does. Yeah. I mean, mark my words now. If some something else comes out, I was saying right now that UFOs are <laughs> they're discovering UFOs, and this is uh, hopefully we're not going to get attacked by aliens. So. We will bring an alien on the Yeah, No, No, Yeah podcast. <laughs> we'll be the first podcast to do it. We already have one. We have Chandra. That's yeah. it. They're gonna... <laughs> nice. They're going to go uh, to fucking Joe Rogan or some shit instead of us. Yeah, true. <laughs> Joe Rogan will be talking to alien. Uh, Aliens talking to fucking Joe Rogan, Jordan B. Peterson. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> uh, 
I, I had this um, one mini topic that just... It was just something I saw that pissed me off a lot, so I thought I'd share it. There was a... Uh, this happened like a month ago, so it's a bit old, but like, there was a YouTuber, still is a YouTuber, um, called Zavgirl, and uh, she's from like a true crime uh, podcast thing or whatever. What she did was uh, eventually like managed to get her hands, like she was looking through like this case or whatever, but she managed to get her hands on actual like autopsy pictures of an 11 year old boy who got killed and jesus fucking christ what she did Mm. was she put them up on her patreon so that people could pay money to see these things basically it is just something that like really really fucking pissed me off because i couldn't believe someone could even think about doing that and she of course backed it up with just saying that it's educational people want to see this kind of stuff and all that but like putting it behind a paywall is a completely different story and Mm -hmm. i just i just got so pissed off at it so i had to share it but yeah yeah it made me really mad Like, I mean, if the money was going towards, like, the families, and like, that'd be fine, but, like, to her, like, just to exploit the pictures, like, that's pretty fucked up. I just can't get how someone can be that, like, desensitized to this shit that they can actually just do that. It's horrible. Yeah. It's extremely morbid. I'm guessing, like, some people fucking paid for it. That's even more disturbing. Yeah. I can read you a statement that she put out about it. Uh, She said, The reality of the situation is that different people feel differently about this. Some people genuinely think making a video including the autopsy photos is bad and I respect their opinion and feelings, she wrote. Other people, like myself, think it's autopsy photos and the coroner discussing slash explaining them as interesting and informative and are able to view it all in a more scientific, detached way. It's just one of those things where it depends on the person. Yeah, just trying to profit off more, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like you get you could probably get sued for that. There's like a lawsuit probably out there for the. I mean, there's. Got I, I, I think it is in process with with them because, yeah, the family were certainly not happy about that. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Wow. Okay. Well, let's get on to the main topic. So, uh, when I invited Chandra to be the guest for this episode, then I let her choose the main topic because, I mean, she's the guest; she can choose. So, um. She brought up the fact that in the past we've done an episode called He's Literally Me, and in that episode, I think I must have made the joke, like, we need to do a sequel, which is She's <laughs> Literally Me. So now we're going to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, this was way um, in the past. I guess, like, episode yeah, four. Yeah, way in the past. <laughs> yeah, so 30... Nice one, Liam. It was episode four. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, 30... You're <laughs> welcome. 34 proud episodes of you. later... <laughs> So yeah, 34 episodes later, we're doing the sequel, and um, yes. I guess I'll just like explain, I guess. I mean, check out our, our He's Literally Me episode if you want to understand more, but a long story short, there's this big meme trend on the internet. I think a lot of people take it as a joke, but other people take it literally, which is the whole literally me trend <laughs> to where they take characters, mainly kind of like weird, dark, edgy, very like distinct characters, and like... They um, apply them to themselves, and uh, like I said, some people kind of do it as a joke. Other people really do think they're they're like uh, they're like the guy from Drive or whatever. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's like I don't know. It's just this weird thing. And um, the she's literally me thing isn't as it's not as big, but like there is definitely a a, a lot of. I looked it up, and like there's a lot of. Uh, you know memes and shit and characters out there that people bring up so 
Um, not enough, I'll I say. Guess. I don't think there's enough. Yeah. Not enough. Yeah. yeah. Where's enough the girl bosses at? Oh, yeah. Where's no, exactly. Where are they? <laughs> I don't know. But, hey, we're all about gender equality on the Yano No Yak podcast, <laughs> so we got to bring up the... We ought to do the sequel. So, thank you, Shandra, for bringing up this mini topic. <laughs> yes, that's something I've preached the whole time I've yes. been on here. You're a proud feminist. I, I did re-listen to the "He's Literally Me" episode because I wasn't on it, and you did say that we got you got you, we had to do this at some point. So yeah, thirty-four episodes See? later, let's do it. Thirty-four. I, I stand by it. Yeah. Are you, Keelan, so, have you listened to any of the episodes with you yet? I listened to bits of them just out of curiosity. Uh. I still hate my voice, but <laughs> you have to just get uh, used to it, because man, yeah, yeah, they're good episodes. But yeah, before we get into um. Before we get into what, like, we chose our own she, like, female characters that we think are literally me. Not, I mean, at least close enough. Like, it was really hard. I don't, some, I'm not gonna lie. personally, I don't have, like, that many that I relate to me personally. But, like, I did write down some that, like, I can see as relatable. Like, yeah. Like, I can see other people relating to them more. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, like, in terms I of for me, it's not, like, to... a huge amount. Mm. I think I've told Liam this, but I tend to relate to female characters more in film than male characters, which is mm. weird. It's just something oh, that happens. It's like, it is. No, it's true. You're just trying to pander to our guests. I am no, not. I, it is I'm the, the truth. opposite. I'm, I'm pandering to you guys then because I relate to guy, <laughs> guy characters more than girl characters. Okay, fair so. enough. Look at that. We've got a balance. Look at that. We're in 2023, Liam. We, we have to be open-minded to this <laughs> stuff, okay? Quinn, Quinn. <laughs> This is you we're talking about. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> you have plenty of male characters you relate to. In terms it of male characters hard. I relate to, like, I relate to the driver, Joker, Lou Bloom. Just, no, you just don't. Start making this up. <laughs> just off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, no. The Terminator. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Sick. So yeah, I thought um, I would uh, I would bring up like some of the main ones I looked up when I looked up She's Literally Me, and I would see, and we can just like discuss it. I know in the He's Literally Me episode, we like ranked how, like, yeah. <laughs> what's the worst character, who's the worst fucking person out of here to like the least worst. We can do that if we want, well, mm-hmm. but um, I'll, uh, I'll just name off. So I looked up She's Literally Me, and so the ones that popped up, you got... I can't even think of her name from the movie, but you got Florence Pugh from Midsummer. Danny. Um, Danny. Danny from Midsummer. Yep. You got Jennifer's Body. I haven't um, seen him. Har- oh, well, you got Good Harley movie. Quinn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ramona Flowers. I know you always bring that yeah, one up to them for like. Oh, I had Jesus. that one written down too. Yep. <laughs> from uh, Scott Pilgrim, and then Amy Dunn from Gone Girl. It's one of the biggest ones. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, and then also a new one, like a lot of people have been bringing up, uh, Wanda from the MCU apparently is now she's like, is now fitting that because she's like a psychopath now. So no, 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 no. I, I, I've never heard Wanda being brought up. That's weird. Now she, well, when I looked it up, then but, I was like, why is pictures of Wanda coming up with all these like memes? Yeah. And shit? But who I but, would legitimately say, even though you both don't like it, Pearl. Like, oh yeah, no, you're right. She's literally me. Character. You're right. No, she totally. That's like the new uh, girl. That's the boss. new. Well, I mean, yeah, that yeah. is the new she, girl. She boss is. Character. She is. Yes, but I don't like yeah. it. I just don't like yeah. it. Yeah. I, don't I mean, I don't like it either. She's but a girl it's, boss it's, character. She's oh, definitely she's like such a badly written character. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm a star. I'm a star. No, I'm a star. You don't like that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But well. yeah, so I'll add okay, I'll add Pearl to that. So that is like <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six that's seven characters. That's probably close to what we had in the he's a literally me one. I think yeah. you had um, six in it. Yeah, probably six, yeah. <clears throat> Even though we included like Gordo from the gift. Well like, I think nobody yeah. brings I think up we're Gordo including I think we're like going through talking about like how we feel about like these ones maybe yes. for a bit and then talk about like how we feel about you know other ones bring them in and then we can rank right. shit maybe yeah sure yeah and then like bring up our the ones that apply to us personally yeah yeah i don't know i mean i i guess i understand why all of these are on here um, i don't understand wanda yeah I, wanda's I, very un that's a yeah. weird one <laughs> Yeah, then, then again, I do I do think that some of these are kind of based more on like the whole vibe of a character mm -hmm. rather than like the actual like writing and you know right. how they are as a character. Sometimes it's just like this is a vibe, you know. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's more it's, of a vibe. Yeah. I'd, I'd say the same about the like the he's literally me characters. Like nothing against so the I, movies yeah. you brought up. Yeah, like it's just the vibe that they give off. Like Driver mm -hmm. especially, it's just like he has a vibe. You know, he like, has a vibe. And people latch onto that. And I, Quiet, I can see, yeah. I can see like his, like him being one of the ones that are like less substantive than others. Mm -hmm. So I guess he's more of like a vibe character, but it's easy like, to insert yourself on him, I suppose. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen pretty much all of these movies that I think I've seen all of them. Yeah. So I'll quickly say them again: Midsummer, Jennifer's Body, Harley Quinn, Ramona Flowers, Amy Dunn from Gone Girl, Wanda. Uh, I'll take Wanda out so it can be six, <laughs> like the last episode. Pearl, uh, yeah, and then Pearl, so. Harley Quinn is probably know. one of the oldest ones, considering how long the character's been around. Like True, but yeah. um, I think uh, Margot Robbie's yeah, like portrayal of her is really what like put her in this like position. Yeah, I would say that's that, another bit of you know that's another bit of news. You guys heard about that, right? The um hmm. the voice actress for Harley Quinn in the like original. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just God, passed yeah. away as well. She passed. Mm -hmm. she, oh, she did. Yeah. yeah. Another rest in peace. And I've been like, That's sad. I've been rewatching some of like Batman the animated series kind of recently too, and like, yeah, she's a great part of it. What about Ramona Flowers? Is like, <laughs> I, I haven't seen Scott Pilgrim in a long time. I haven't seen that movie in a while, so I totally forgot uh, her character. Like, what's her her whole thing? There's a lot you can. She's Ramona Flowers. She's she's perfect. <laughs> I, I would say she's, she's the not only perfect. one. She's like huh? the only one who, like, the guy doesn't make her crazy. <laughs> oh, so she's all the like other guys, all the other girls are like crazy because of something in their past, basically. Yeah. Not just the guy that does it to her. Like for Pearl, it's her whole fucking abusive family. But I'd say the same with Danny. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, same true. thing. Her traumatic experiences make her like fucking psycho. Yeah, but yeah. Ramona's like the well, exception. She's not psycho at all. She's not psycho, yeah, she's like the she's, driver of the group. She's a piece of shit. She's she's not a piece of shit, but she's like I think she's an awful person. Uh, to be look, I I can As say this. Scott Scott Pilgrim's in my top hey, 10. Hey, I can say this too. You know what's one of my favorites too? Fuck you. Right. Yes. I think most characters in Scott Pilgrim are, are awful people, and I think Ramona is no exception. <laughs> I think they're bad people, but like there's still something relatable about them. So Oh yeah. That's what this no, is definitely. all about. They're kind of all young and dumb. Like they don't really know anything. They're all young and stupid. 
but we're analyzing Ramona in particular. So what makes yeah. her? Uh-huh. She's literally me. Well, I, 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 I think I think she's kind of like a character that a lot of like teenage girls can latch onto in particular. Well, she's a lot cool. of like edgy teenage cool. girls, I suppose. She is very cool. The whole outfit and she does have a look so... about her as well. Like you know, the dyed hair, the you know, the rollerblades, the fucking. The mm. infinite purse or whatever. But I, I can also kind of yeah. see it from the point of view of, like, you know, a teenage girl desperate for, like, a cool boy to come along and fight for her love or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can kind of see it in that kind of aspect. Which, you know, isn't overly healthy, but, you know. Yeah, I guess that, that yeah, refreshes my memory. Because that's the only character I'm, like... I know all these characters, like, to a T, but not her. So, that helps. Jennifer's body, I don't, it's, like... I guess it really is just psychopath characters that people like to bring up. I don't know. Um, am I the only... Who else has seen Jennifer's body? I've I have. Okay. So we all have, except... Yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember too much too much of it, but, like, what Chandra said about, like, being, you know, kind of fucked up because of traumatic experiences exactly. between men and whatever. Exactly. Like, the whole inciting incident was her getting raped and killed by, like, the band in the movie. Wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah. that's what made her that's... immortal or whatever? Mm-hmm. That's true. I didn't even... I guess it kind of all makes sense, like, but you could apply it to each one of these characters. They kind of are the way that they are because of the fucked up... Like, a fucked up man did this to them, which is fine, because, like, with the guys, it's kind of like the other society or whatever did that to them. So, for the... He's literally me. But I just <laughs> noticed that pattern with all these, like... Danny oh, yeah, Midsummer, her boyfriend's a piece of shit. Jennifer's body got like burned at the fucking stake by this a bunch of guys. Harley Quinn, the Joker broke up with them. Gone, Amy Dunn. I forgot why. Uh, I need to rewatch Gone Girl, <laughs> but <laughs> um, there's it's a something lot of, to do with. There's a lot of depth yeah. to that character, honestly. There I think it's lot. one of the like actually best written of yeah. the characters. Yeah, I love the character of Amy Dunn. Yeah. yeah. But then Pearl is obvious, like, um, you know, like, uh, it's a lot of stuff that, yeah. Her family drives her crazy and she wants to get out of COVID world. <laughs> her family plus that one guy as the well. The one projectionist? The one, like, yeah, the one, like, projectionist guy. So, um. But then in X, it's because she wants to, you know, she wants to yeah, be as sexy wants- as the other people there. Yeah. So I guess, I guess it's kind of a dual thing of, like, you know being driven crazy by the world around you and then just being driven crazy by you know young people and their beauty or whatever mm-hmm. she's like the Bickle. joker of the yeah exactly or like yeah travis bickle i guess true so are, are, are we mm. ranking these characters on like the basis of how psychotic they are yes just who's the worst person i think that's how we did it the last time right with the guy characters yeah <laughs> we said like who's like the least like the least uh <laughs> threatening evil evil i, I don't know <laughs> well at uh, least uh, yeah toxic person out of all these out, out then... of these so far i'd say fucking oh well, are we, we doing that yet or are we, we just didn't going, we didn't yeah, talk that much about one. danny oh yeah yeah let's we yeah, about, about her danny is a fucking great character i love yeah, danny she is yeah she and, is. I, and and i think i I don't I I don't really get why she's a literally me character. Like I feel like I think the ending is what makes that he's Yeah, I think she's by the ending me. she is, but Yeah. Cuz she's like I'm but fuck I suppose... it. I'm letting my shitty boyfriend like burn in that temple and I'm going to just like live on this with all these hmm. like other women that are like that I want to be with, you know, like mm-hmm. and 
just live get away from my shitty life and because like yeah her boyfriend is definitely what um is like the main i mean first her family oh shit i I gotta spoil it. I gotta well, you, fucking you spoil did. it. We're spoiling all these movies. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's let's totally. Everyone's seen some of these. We don't need to spoil each individual one or like say the warning. Yeah. But, hmm. Um. Yeah, like her family dies, and then her boyfriend is just a uh, just yeah, kind of a piece of shit the entire movie. Yeah. But but for but for me personally, it's it's kind of like I I feel, I kind of disagree. Like, I think some people kind of have a warped view of the film where, like, they kind of think the ending is meant to be happy because she's being free of her boyfriend or whatever. Even though I see it more, you know, I think the most obvious interpretation is, like, she's being indoctrinated to a fucking cult. Yeah. And she's not yeah. going to be happy. She's just going to be a pawn for this cult. And it's a fucking horrible story. I think some people just kind of see it very weirdly, and I don't agree with it at all. Well, you could. That's how you could sum up the whole literally me trend. Is everyone mm. sees like these distorted evil characters, like kind of through a different light. Like they almost I like suppose, yeah. whether they think they're cool or relatable or misunderstood or whatever. Like, or you know, unless or like there's this little secret part, uh, like a little part deep down inside of somebody that wants to be like them. <laughs> like I don't know. Um, it's not all like black and white, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think with Danny, it's like she obviously didn't have enough time to cope with the trauma. So she's yeah. being forced into something else. And then she's so vulnerable because she hasn't had that time to mourn and really like kind of deal with it. It takes more than just like what a semester mm -hmm. or something is what she took off from school. Mm -hmm. It's been yeah. a long I've only seen that movie once and it's been a long time. But mm. then no, her yeah, boyfriend's all... like, let's go traveling. And then. Yeah from one traumatic thing to another traumatic thing yeah exactly like she has nothing left by the end of the movie she has no friends no family so like the the cult is like her new family so that's mm. how i always saw the movie so um and, yeah and the no, cult, i completely agree the yeah. cult like preyed on her vulnerability like it's like the, that's why the guy i think asked her to come yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah True. i mean yeah there's that line i was so i'm so glad you came or whatever like that's like near the yeah. probably halfway through the film like he says specifically <laughs> to her and like no one else because yeah. she was like you know hesitant to come anyway wasn't she because mm -hmm. of like you know her family dying because of her sister yeah, yeah. but like in, in terms of ranking them i think i would exclude like danny the, danny and ramona would be at like the very bottom for me i think because they're you know danny is you know she's a vulnerable person in a horrible situation she's being indoctrinated into a cult i don't think she's capable of doing any bad things yeah, I not really. and then ramona flowers is just like a normal girl she's kind of a ramona girl. is ramona is definitely R like worse than danny though like as a really? person yeah no I'd, I'd actually say so too yeah as a person oh. i think she's a worse person yeah oh so we, i guess we i danny like at the bottom oh i so think really so yeah. danny's at the bottom i really think I, so. I the only reason I Sorry, Ramona I, has a only... big fuck off hammer. She could kill someone. Yeah, <laughs> right. But like, she does Ramona... kill someone. Does she? Does she, she kills. Kill her, she kills her ex girlfriend, Roxy. Yeah. But the, was Roxy a bad person? I don't remember the movie. Not yeah. really. Okay. <laughs> the only reason I, for a second, I would have put Ramona as the the bottom and not Danny was because like Danny, by the end of it, like she kind of like willingly. I mean, she just, like, kind of stands there idly, like, when she probably could try and do something as these people are getting, like, burned alive. So, she's like, also and, like, high. 
I guess yeah, she's also high. And like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she she drank that psychedelic juice while they were doing like the ten pole dance. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll yeah I'll agree with you guys then. Danny's the least bad person. Mm-hmm. Florence Pugh, come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Danny at the bottom, then Ramona above her, mm. and then we've still got Amy Dunn, Harley Quinn, Jennifer's body, and Pearl. God, man, I'm trying to remember fucking Amy from Gone Girl. Oh, fuck! I've only seen it once. Probably the most evil. In terms of how manipulative she is, yeah. She's like the most dangerous because, mm. I mean, spoilers for the <laughs> ending of that movie, but doesn't Ben Affleck just take her back? It, I think it's because of the media attention they're getting. Because, like, yeah. she comes back and there's this whole media fanfare about it, and then she reveals that she artificially inseminated her, herself with, you know, his sperm. Mm. And then he yeah, fucking that's... freaks out. <laughs> I, I, you wish I were on the top. <laughs> that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's Man, fucking nuts. She, she's... I need to rewatch that shit. Uh, and she also kills crazy. Neil Patrick Harris. True. Kind of fucking, yeah. Yeah. I just thought well, of another mm. she's literally me character that... Hmm. I don't, you just mentioned the media, Keelan, yeah. and I was just thinking, like, um, Ingrid Goes West. Oh, yeah, that's perfect, actually. Yeah. Uh, the, the, Audrey Plaza in that, she's, like, mm. she's literally me character. Oh, yeah, and it is kind of like a modern she's literally me character where she tries to have a parasocial relationship with fucking Elizabeth Olsen's character. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a modern one. It's a she's literally me for the modern age. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did have like three I, I there was three other characters that I wanted to like lump in with these, but they weren't a part of the main like group when I looked it up. Um, but I, I also thought of like Anne Wilkes from Misery. I thought of her. <laughs> I thought of I thought of Sharon Stone from Casino because girls love to fucking idolize her. I think she's a terrible character, but like people are like girl boss. But like she does <laughs> terrible things throughout the movie. And then um, I only threw this one in for Kath, but I threw in Orphan, the girl from Orphan. I know you'd appreciate that, <laughs> Kath. <laughs> Hey, if you watch the second Orphan movie, she she's kind of turning into it, literally me. I haven't seen the second, but the first was <laughs> enough for me, probably. I know yeah. in the second one, she tries to go after the dad, doesn't she? Yeah, I think so. I thought she tried to do that in both. She was like a Maybe. For the dad. I haven't seen either of them. The, the important question is, did Kath say that she's literally me? <laughs> uh... I don't. She probably. I don't think she's ever said it, but she does have a Spotify playlist called "She's Literally Me," which I've never looked at. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, from what I yeah. know about Orphan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I hope she's not literally her. Um, but no, we can focus on the six. The six people we got with 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 Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. I I guess. No, I she's kind of her like above. I put her above Ramona Flowers. Like she's bad. I mean, she but, is like, a villain, so yeah. She's. I mean, she's at this point. DC is trying to make her like an antihero, though. Like she's only killing bad people as well. I'm just talking she's about the just like core it. character. Oh. Yeah, just the core character of Harley Quinn. Oh, I mean, I w- I'm specifically like, Margot, Margot Robbie's Robbie. one. Yeah, she is more of an antihero, and that's because studios are too fucking stupid to try and make villainous characters actually villainous when they're the main characters in the film. But either yeah. way, 
No, yeah, like I can kind of see how she's she's literally me character since you know she's crazy and she's kooky mm -hmm. and she has a style about her. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you know, I I I do enjoy Margot Robbie as the character. I think she's fun mm -hmm. as her, even in the fucking first Suicide Squad. She's like the one bright spot of that movie. True, true. The yeah. Joker broke her heart, so that's why she's the way that she is. I mean, yeah, like, when, when that first Suicide Squad movie came out as well, like, I could not stop seeing Harley Quinn merch. I've never seen so much fucking <laughs> yeah, it was superhero insane. merch in my life. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. And it was specifically yeah. Harley Quinn. Like, none of the others, not, not like, fucking Bloodshot or Killer Croc or anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, people didn't care. How about the man who uh, can climb anything? <laughs> oh, fucking Slipknot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I said Bloodshot, I meant fucking... Deadshot. Don't bring up Slipknot to Yeah, me. I was about to say, don't bring up Slipknot to Chandra. Do it. <laughs> uh, I can go on. That, yeah. <laughs> Is but, Corey Taylor a he's literally me character? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Slipknot, but yeah, true. <laughs> he is probably. But, um, no, yeah. Um, Harley Quinn, I think she'd... Out of the... I think she'd be... I think I'd put Jennifer above... Uh, Ramona and then well, Harley yeah. Quinn maybe I I would almost do the other way really? honestly yeah I mean I don't know because like because yeah I mean Jennifer doesn't Jennifer just go out I've seen the movie twice and I'm trying to remember but like doesn't I've she go once, after so. I thought she only like she went after people that even had nothing to like do with her right yeah because she was like a succubus yeah so she's basically a demon like yeah. she turns into a fucking demon. And so I she, guess she's the like fucking the worst one. <laughs> yeah, so that's like the embodiment of evil. Like she turns into the embodiment. She's a demon that hmm. kills people. So, but um, you'll never really see that from the "She's Literally Me" crowd because you. I think I've only ever seen like the fucking the gif of her burning her tongue. Yeah, that's the only one. Which yeah, is fucking I sick. See. Yeah, <laughs> that's a cool image. But yeah. um. In terms of her being a demon, yeah, she's pretty fucking bad, I suppose. I, I, I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't whether consider she that. It or not. <laughs> yeah, whether she can, she's a succubus. Um, so she's like the only supernatural one out of all of these people. So um, I would say she's at the top. That's just me. I'm putting Jennifer at the top. That's she turns into a demon. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's hard to Nuts argue said. with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to argue that, yeah. I would then put, honestly, I don't know about you guys, but I would put Amy Dunn probably, like, right below her, even above Pearl. I don't know. But, w w yeah, w with, with Amy, like, with Pearl, like, as far as we know, she's only had, like, two killing sprees. Like, <laughs> fucking 70, 50 years apart. <laughs> only two killing sprees. Only two? Like, come bad. on. Yeah. Give her a break. <laughs> <laughs> Give a girl a break. But... <laughs> Pearl is like a product product of like what all these characters and like society has done to her rather than like I think Amy Dunn does this stuff maliciously and like meticulously and manipulatively you know oh, yeah. like she's like actively tr like a terrible person but like Pearl is just like she's like basically the Joker she just snapped because she had like one too many bad days I guess you could say so mm -hmm. um, I would say that yeah I mean me personally, I would put Amy Dunn below Jennifer's body, and then Pearl right below her. I don't know about you guys, but no, I, I'd, I'd agree. Even though the body count is like way, way different. Yeah, yeah. 
but like w- with what Amy does in the movie, it is like horrific stuff. It is horrible. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So, um, I guess, do you guys agree with this ranking then? We've got at the top Jennifer's body, then Amy Dunn, then Pearl, then uh, do we have, yeah, then Harley Quinn, then uh, Danny, and then Ramona Flowers? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's sure. go with that. All right, now we can actually get into not psychotic characters, hopefully, and who we relate to, like female characters that you could say are literally you, or at least you find relatable. They don't have to be like literally mm. be you. But um, yeah, who wants to start? Start with our guest. Okay, so can I just name the movies quick before, like, just in case, so I can figure out if any of you have seen any of these movies? Sure. Mm. Go for it. Okay, um, I have a character from Fried Green Tomatoes. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen I haven't it. Haven't seen it. Okay, <laughs> I have a character from Miss Congeniality. Haven't seen, seen it. it. I have seen it, but a long time ago. <laughs> I have a character from My Neighbor Totoro. I have seen, I have seen it. Fuck, I haven't seen it. Fucking hell. I have a character from Heather's. I've yes. seen that. No, no, I haven't seen any of these. <laughs> and then to be I have fair, a character... you were supposed to show me My Neighbor Totoro, so we still haven't done that. Yeah. And then I have a character from Sex Lies and Videotape. I haven't seen oh, that. Oh, no, I really want to see that, though. Okay. I haven't seen a damn one, oh. so... All right, well, <laughs> I'm just going to fly through them. <laughs> um, but explain character... why. You can, like, explain yeah, why. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I can tell you. Um, so I have Iggy, Iggy Threadgood from uh, Fried Groom Tomatoes, played by Mary Stuart Masterson. Um, I love this movie. It's in, like, my top 20 movies of all time, and she's one of my favorite characters because during, like, the... 20s i think it's i think it's set in the 20s um she's a character who was like a tomboy doesn't care about opinions she doesn't dress ladylike she sticks up for her best friend all the time against her abusive husband and stuff like that and she's fearless um she like jumps trains and goes near like huge beehives just to get honey like right just to like (laughs) she's just like so cool i love her Shanders out here jumping trains. Yeah, I mean, snowing. this is she's like my like I'm not gonna say the word spirit animal because that's fucked up, but um, she is like totally like she's literally me. I wish I was her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a lot of people like think that Iggy Threadgood and the other character played by um, gosh, who's the chick from Weeds? Um, um Mary Jessica Parker. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the other main character, and they're, like, best friends with each other, obviously. I already said that. But um, a lot of people confuse them being, like, a lesbian couple, and maybe that is the case in the book, but I don't see it that way. I think she's just a really protective best friend. Mm. And, yeah, that's one of mine. Yeah, to, 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 to bring it back to what Liam was talking about earlier, um, I really related to Sophie from After Sun. Mm. Um, I don't know if all of you have seen this, so I'm not going to go deep into why, but like I feel like the character reminded me quite a bit of like what I was when I was young. And there's an element of the film that I that just fucking broke me, like the way she's witnessing what her dad is going through basically. I, I kind of found that like heartbreaking and kind of relatable because I kind of went through a similar thing, I suppose. 
and but like more on a surface level like i kind of felt like the film was a bit nostalgic for me because the whole film is them at like a turkish like a holiday resort type thing and you know i i'd be you know going around making friends with like older kids and all that and you know kind of brought me back to those days but then the added element of the father just kind of solidified her as like you know i fucking relate to this woman a lot mm. like not not so much as she because you do see her like as a grown-up like at the start but with what she's going through in the holiday resort section i thought you know i resonated with a lot of it um <clears throat> well i've got a few but yeah i'll name one um i uh i tried to rewatch some movie. It, like i said it was really hard for me to think of female characters because I just, I don't relate to a whole lot of them. But um, I did, after rewatching Lady Bird, I can say that I see a lot of myself in Lady Bird. Um, the, the basic shit, like the obvious stuff, like we both went to a Catholic school. Uh, whether we wanted to or not, we were there at a Catholic school. And um, she even had a cast in, on her arm in high school. I had to have a cast on my arm in high school for a bit. Um, and she's just like unsatisfied with life, kind of, um, just like, you know, just a frustrated like high school student and doesn't really know what she wants to do, um, but want, like has a future in her mind of like what she wants to do, but doesn't really know how to get there. And she hung around some shitty people that she shouldn't have. I could probably say the same thing for sure, growing up in high school for sure. She like would try and like fit in and act like somebody that she's not but then ultimately in the end kind of like accepts who she is after she finally kind of goes off on her own and grows up so yeah I don't know I'm not like literally literally her but um I definitely like see some relatable stuff in Lady Bird I guess no I I agree with most of what you said there I, I do relate to Lady Bird a lot as well yeah in that sense, yeah. I'm, I I didn't pick her, but I'd also lump fucking Haley Steinfeld's character from Edge of Seventeen mm. in there. I think mm. that is an embarrassingly relatable film. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see that still. I need to see it. One that I wrote down for myself was uh, I, I didn't write down the actual name of the fucking character, just the movie for some reason. Her name is Julie. Yeah, Julie from uh, the Worst Person in the World. Um, mm. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think she's a extremely relatable character. She's just one of the most like down to earth, like human characters ever. Like, I think, like, I really love the way that she just she like views relationships in the film, and I think it's like kind of similar to the way that I do. And I just I think that she's just a really like deep and complex character that has a lot of different emotions that I just seem to latch onto myself. So I don't want to get into yeah. like spoilers or anything if no one's <laughs> seen it. So. I still, yeah, I still need to see it. Yeah, I still gotta see it. It's really good. You, you've seen it, Gil and Shut <laughs> We saw it uh, together. We did. My next one is May from My Neighbor Totoro, the little girl, like the, <laughs> the smaller of the two sisters. Um, I'm wondering what makes her can... relatable. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, she was very much like me as a child, and I had an older sister, and it was just me and my older sister. So whenever, it was like a comfort watch for me growing up, and it still is to this day, like, kind of really the only reason I kind of, I don't know, re relate to her is the dynamic that she has with her sister, mm -hmm. like, her older sister and her, like, the relationship really makes me feel like I'm May of the two, um, and I can't even remember the older sister's name right now, um, but yeah, she's just, like, cute, and she 
screams when she's happy and <laughs> she's adventurous and she goes off into the woods and tries to find one of the Totoros, the little small ones, and then just ends up taking a nap with him. And it's just like so wholesome <laughs> and cute. And yeah, she's just really, she's just literally me. <laughs> <laughs> just naps. Just yep. I feel like we can all say the same thing. I'd love to cuddle with a little Totoro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, she cuddles with the big one, but the big yeah. I suppose the next one for me would be uh, Grace from Short Term Twelve, who is a character who is one of the first film characters I actually found myself relating to quite a bit. I, can't I don't know if anyone I else has seen it. I can't believe I still haven't have. seen it. Like you've been yeah. recommending it for years and years. Yeah, no, I, I adore I really want to rewatch it at some point, but, like, I kind of saw a lot of myself in her when I watched it in terms of, like, I, I don't I don't really want to get into spoilers or anything, but, like, the way she kind of wants... She feels like she has a lot of good to give to these kids, and she's trying to impart herself on them, trying to make them feel better, but she's also dealing with, like, her own personal struggles. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some of her... I relate to the way she thinks in that kind of aspect, and also some of her coping mechanisms I've also kind of been with, been through myself. So it's, yeah, it, it is a deeply personal character to me, and I don't know what else, what much else to say without spoiling it, really. <laughs> but, yeah, I do relate to Grace from Short Term 12 a lot. I think she's a great character, and I see a lot of myself in her. Yeah, so I guess uh, staying in the trend of Greta Gerwig characters, I, um, I actually, I... I re- <laughs> You relate to Barbie? I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I relate to Barbie a lot. I relate to Barbie. Weird um, Barbie or <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, no. I not Barbie and I still have not seen Little Women, but I uh, I put Frances Ha just because, you know, she has a lot of relatable qualities, I think. Like mm. she's a really fleshed out character and has like um, I'm sure a lot of people could see little bits of themselves in her but um just like a few things i jotted down like she's really impulsive like i try not to be as impulsive like you know spur like not thinking things through really but um uh that's just one thing about her then she she yet yet again like ladybird she doesn't really have like a plan for the future (laughs) so um it's not really a, a quality i like to have i'm trying to figure out a plan but um she just wants to have a good time, hang out with her friends, and she uh, she kind of just jumps from job to job and just like tries to live in the moment. I don't know. I, I think we could all be a little more like Francis from Francis <laughs> Ah. So um, yeah, Perhaps. I don't know. Not not as relatable as Lady Bird for me, but I just like I said, it was hard picking characters for this. So uh, one I'll but. go with is maybe I know that you've all seen uh, Victoria. And mm. yeah, the central <laughs> character, Victoria. Um, yeah. I, I find her relatable just simply because of the fact that she kind of feels so like lost basically in the world. I, I feel like she just kind of goes into this situation like and you know what happens throughout the movie is a different story obviously but like th- throughout like the entire like opening section where it's like nothing's really happening for a while except conversations like it just feels like she's such a like lost and sad character at the end of the day i feel like because mm. she's kind of just like working there she's like running this like little cafe she doesn't really know if she wants to stay there or anything she doesn't live at home anymore or anything like that so i, don't know, I just find her really relatable and sweet and i hmm. yeah i love her do you yeah. think that there's um i know one of my characters that i'm going to say 
they're only a literally me character because of one scene. Do you think it's like the scene when they're in the cafe that really kind of exemplifies that for you? Uh, partially, but like even just like, you know, the opening leading to them like actually getting to the cafe, like they're kind of just getting to know each other and stuff and she kind of just seems so like hesitant and like in her own world for most of it i guess and like maybe mm -hmm. overthinking things a little bit sometimes it's just a feeling <clears throat> yeah character i think i can't yeah. explain it i don't know i was gonna say veronica sawyer from heathers played by winona Ryder, but the only reason why i would say she's on my list is because when i was in high school i wanted to be a part of the like click popular group mm. but then when it was not that it did happen to me, but after seeing this movie, I'm like, okay, never mind. I don't want to be a part of that group because of all the <laughs> shit that goes down in that movie. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, dating the Christian Slaters of the world, bad biker boys who lead you into trouble and, you know, stuff like that. But at the end, when, not going to spoil the movie, when that all happens and she just wants to watch movies instead of go to prom with her friend, I'm like, that's me. True. <laughs> That. So Ladybird too. <laughs> yeah, true. But they they yeah. go to prom though. Oh yeah, yeah. they do go to prom. But also similar to hanging out, like trying to fit in with the clique in high school. Mm -hmm. Ladybird tries to do that, and then you end up hanging around douchebags like Timothy Chalamet. So yeah, um, don't do it. A qu don't quick do quick it. question, Shander. Have you seen the Heather's TV show? No. <laughs> no don't don't don't. <laughs> no problem. Don't do it. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> Is it bad or good? Very, um, very fucking painfully bad. <laughs> okay. I did a review of it. It was so uh, fucking bad. <laughs> I don't review shows that often, but that one, oh my God. We stuck through it together, like, buddy. Don't worry. Something <laughs> that you shouldn't fix. I mean, it's not broken, so why are you trying to fix it kind of thing? Like, yeah. it's a perfect movie. Yeah, hmm. it is a perfect movie. I agree. A, a small one that I do relate to, and I won't talk about it much, because I know Liam hasn't seen it, at least. I'm not sure if uh, Kuna Shander has seen it. But um, Diane from Mulholland Drive, played by Naomi Watts, I relate to her quite a bit. And it only dawned on me on, like, my last watch of it when I watched it, like, on film in the cinema. And, like, there was points where I was just, like, overwhelmed by how fucking emotional I was because of it. Hmm. Because... Without getting too deep into it, there's kind of like an imposter syndrome-y type of thing that she has, and I do very much relate to that, especially kind of in the in the jobs that I want to get into, where I'm just like, I'm definitely not good enough for this, that type of thing, and I kind of view it the way that she does, like even though in the movies kind of stated that she is, she is talented, like she has like talent, but she's just overburdened by you know, her feelings of imposter syndrome and the likes. That's, like, kind of surface level of it. Like, there's more to it, but mindful of spoilers and stuff. Yeah, and I have I seen that. Yeah. Uh, Julia took me to yeah. it, and she hates that I don't like that movie. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't like it either, so you're not alone. Just, I've That's seen fair it twice. Enough. I've seen it twice. Okay. And I, I, I don't not like it. it. I just feel like it's not Lynch's best, in my opinion. Yeah, it's my least Oh, not for me this. either, but... Yeah. But... I do adore it. All right, so I have, like, one main one left. I, I have, like, one mini one I'll just, like, mention, but I don't really... Uh, the one, the quick one I just want to mention, because I don't really relate to her anymore, but there was a time in my life to I related to this character, and it's scary. But um, <laughs> uh, I'm glad I don't relate to her anymore. She's not even a psychopath. But um, uh, Justine, who is 
Kirsten Dunst's character from Melancholia. I mean, there was a time in my life to where like some of the things that she says, like I probably would have thought. So I'm glad that um, doesn't really apply anymore. I just wanted to mention that. And I know Shandra loves Melancholia, so I had to bring it up. I have not seen it. You haven't? Don't. It's amazing. No. Dude. <laughs> I have it on Blu-ray. I got it at some point. Oh. Throw it away. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Last one I do have that I have more to say about is uh, I rewatched. I don't know if anyone else has seen this movie, but and I, it feels weird saying that this is a literally me character because this was based off of a real person. So they're like, it's a real person. It was a real person. But I watched Christine, which stars Rebecca Hall. It came out in like 2016. She's a, like a TV news reporter and she suffers from just like a lot of different stuff like depression and uh, like feelings of like loneliness and anxiety and all that. And like I'm definitely not as bad as she is in the movie. Like I'm not even nowhere near. But um, like I said, there's probably a time to where I was closer to that. But like other things about her. She's just like a kind-hearted character, but she's also like insecure and kind of lacks some self-confidence. Like she's not fully there yet. Um, like there's literally, a, there's a scene to where I was like, I've fucking done this before. To where she's like driving in the car and she's like singing to this song that she loves. And she drives by another car and just like, she realizes like, oh shit, there's somebody there. So like, I'm embarrassed, I'm gonna stop singing. And then after I pass the car, I'm gonna start singing again. Like, I hate that I do that, <laughs> but I just do that. So I was like, damn. And then uh, she's like really hardworking. She just wants to like work her way up um, despite just like the higher powers that be and like the job she has of letting her get to where she wants to be. Um, <clears throat> she's like a really well-intentioned person, but like kind of socially awkward. Um, she just like people ask her to go out and do stuff, but she's like, no, I'm going to bed early. Like I have to go to bed early. And I'm like, I do that all the time. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's a great fucking movie. People need to see it. Like it's underrated. I've been wanting to see that for a long time. I thought you had seen it. No, I'm huge Rebecca, Fall, Re Rebecca Hall fan, but I just I yeah. haven't seen that yet. I think of a Mandela effect thing because I I, I I remember you reviewing it, but obviously that's just <laughs> you might have been thinking of my the brain. Night house. <laughs> no, no, mm. it would have been back when I was on Filmstagram. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't probably know either. reviewed the the John Carpenter Christine. Just kidding. No, yeah, I definitely. Didn't that no, that sounds like me. <laughs> I am literally a car. <laughs> I'm literally a car. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, Shit. There's like one, but it's like kind of silly, I guess. I don't know. It, it, can there be one where it's like, if you were put in a certain situation and you feel like you would handle it the same way, maybe, then is mm -hmm. that like relatable? But like also that situation might not actually ever happen. Yeah. Kind of guess, yeah. It's your podcast. Uh, raw. <laughs> oh. oh. You would eat, you would eat what? a <laughs> if, if, if it happened that I... <laughs> develop a taste for human then i feel like i would handle it in the same kind of way maybe i'd be kind of I was joking i'd be kind of freaked oh. out but into it at the All same right, well, time it was fun guys <laughs> yeah 
Liam I've always been a cannibal. <laughs> no, I've always just We're been curious about it on here. I've just I've always just been curious about it like since watching Hannibal because I've watched like so much fucking Hannibal yeah. and I love that show but like you know, so I guess it's always now been a good time to reveal I'm leaving the cast. It's just <laughs> always been something that I've been curious about, that's all. <laughs> Is that not normal? I mean, as long as you don't do it. Yeah, I, I'm I not going to do it. it. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying it's I like a know. hypothetical, you know? I mean, you saw what happened to that German guy. Um, I just finished the book alive and I'm in the same boat with you. Like, just... Yeah. Following those experiences and those accounts and stuff like that. I wish like, you'd said that earlier, so I felt less eating. weird just that. <laughs> well, everyone was laughing over you. I know. Alive, the one about the rugby team, is it? Yeah, the yeah, they were, yeah, uh, yeah. soccer. Whatever rugby? sports team, they they got crashed in the Himalayas or whatever. I've oh, seen them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm uh, sure the book doesn't stay. Yeah, let go out and fucking eat someone. Just do it. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. There, there are some that I also wrote down where it's like it's not relatable to me, but it's just like ones that, you know, would be relatable to other people maybe. So we can just rattle mm. those off too. All right, I have. I'm gonna name my one from Sex Lies and Videotape. Anne Bishop Mullaney from that movie, played by Andy McDowell. Um, and again, it's not really like the entirety of the movie, but uh, Soderbergh really wrote her very well. And I think that, I think in my review on Letterboxd, I wrote that like not all women have to write women characters because I think that he really wrote her very well in terms of like understanding her sexuality and her her need or lack thereof for sex and being married and like kind of the roles of a woman um and he was only 29 when he wrote her character like and directed that movie hmm. so there's a specific scene that literally well you know Quinn and uh Tony showed it at movie night this this scene was just like She's talking to her therapist about how she thinks sex is overrated and she thinks compared to lar larger issues such as how like the earth is running out of places to dispose of its garbage. So she's like thinking about more important things in the world than like mm. her own pleasing her husband and things like that. And I don't know. There was just yeah. a scene where it was just it just struck me and I was like, holy shit, she's saying literally everything word for word that I would say if I was in this situation. So again... <laughs> Like, Liam, if I was in that situation, I would be sort of like a, an Ann Bishop Mullaney character. And, um, in the situation then it sort of, of turns... therapy? Well, yeah. no. Well. Just, like, being in an unhappy relationship like uh, she is. Okay. I'm not in an unhappy relationship, but if I was in one, like, this right, is exactly okay, how I would I probably it. respond. Chandra, blink twice if you're okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but then she's introduced to James Spader's sexy ass, and... I mean, he... it's James Spader. <laughs> it's Ultron himself. It's your fucking James Spader. Ultron. <laughs> but then he confesses to her that he's impotent, and so it's like, from there it goes, like, what do you do with a woman who isn't turned on by anything, and what do you do with a man who can't be turned on, you know? Like, it's... Mm. It's an interesting he's, movie. He's literally me. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. God, I wish it was James Spader. That's true. <laughs> Young yeah. James Spader. I don't know if I yes. wish if I was old No, he's, he's still got it. He's still got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's that's my other one. And I have one more after that. But but I, I, I think you did yeah. bring up an interesting point, though, about like men writing female roles. Mm. I, I, I feel like there is a lot of stigma around that that I don't necessarily agree with the whole time like i saw like a an article i think today or yesterday 
where it was like a review for poor things and the guy was gushing over it and then he just says it's a shame it was written by a man that type of thing <laughs> and oh, wow. I, I was just like man i like like i didn't read the whole review because i don't want to be spoiled for it i'm very excited for I it i think it's kind of just a trend to do that now but I feel like there are a lot of male writers who do write women characters really well. Like, I feel like David Lynch is probably my favorite example. I think, like, Laura Palmer, like, the fucking mm-hmm. Mulholland Drive characters. Um, even in, like, stuff like Blue Velvet and fucking... What's the other one I'm thinking of? Even fucking Straight Story, I think, the daughter yeah. character in that is excellent. But I think he has a very... Mm-hmm. Such a good way of getting around it. And I think mm-hmm. he does it so well. But yeah, no, I, I I just feel like there's kind of too much of a stigma against that. I do agree with some criticisms because there's some female characters that are just like, ugh, that are just written yeah. by men. Where <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like they're trying to appeal to their own fetishes or whatever. Like, yeah. Like whenever yeah. Rob Zombie, whenever I watch a Rob Zombie movie, I can just, I, he writes women the worst. Like he writes them, like they're literally all just sex objects in every one of his movies. But then you've got directors like, I don't know, like even Tarantino writes women well, like, you know, and he, uh, yeah. all, so, I mean, there's a the lot bright, of Jackie Brown. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then there's, I mean, vice versa, like there's a lot of women directors that write guy characters well, or writers that write guys well. So like, oh, yeah. it can go both ways. I think Rob Reiner is another guy who writes Oh God, yeah. Mm. Fucking mm-hmm. Sally, when Harry met Sally, yeah. she's a fucking great character. Yeah, yeah, and I, I would argue that, like, Harry is a horrible character, so, you know, like, <laughs> I Sally's... Think, I didn't think Harry was that bad. What did Harry do? He's just, like, a dick the whole time. And he's very the last time you watched it? You should yeah, he it. is. Oh, I haven't uh, seen okay, it a lot. Well, maybe I... I don't know. Yeah, when Harry just... met Sally is awesome. I, I yeah. still love the movie, and I still love Harry. I'm just saying he's very selfish and kind of a dick most of the time to Meg Ryan's character. Yeah, yeah. he is. Just, like... Yeah talking about his problems the, the entire time. My point is is that I think he races women too well, maybe. And his <laughs> men characters yeah. kind of dissipate behind the women characters. Yeah, so for an- another one, I won't talk too long about it because it's... It, it is a big spoiler thing. And I know I know Liam's seen it. I'm not sure if Shandra or Quinn have seen it, but... And it is another fucking Julia DeCarno film. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought you'd bring it up. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Alexia from Titan. I, I've seen yeah. Titan. Oh, I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I relate <laughs> to that character quite a lot. Not the serial killing aspect, but <laughs> what she goes through in like the latter two halves, two, two thirds of the film, I can relate to her feelings a lot. And when I rewatched it, it just floored me with how like sensitive it was and how much, how much I kind of longed for the same things that she kind of wanted in a way. But yeah, I won't get too much into it because spoilers mm. for the listeners or whatever. But yeah, I do. I relate to her. I, yeah, I like every, Alexia from Titanic. After everything you've said so far, maybe you are literally a car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I was going to joke about that. Fuck are you, you expecting? <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess it's a better time to say it now than never. So. Yep, Keelan's pregnant. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Andy's leaving, apparently. He's pregnant and he's leaving. No, I, I I can't leave until we get the baby on the cast. <laughs> the baby will be my replacement. Yeah, yeah. He'll be on paternity leave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't really have that many that I relate to or anything, but I have others. I have one more also. Okay, I'm just gonna say my my big one that I've always related to, and this is a movie that I 
love watching and I really want you to watch it with me, Quinn. That might this might be my next choice on our movie night. Mm. Gracie Hart from Miss Congeniality with Sandra she plays uh mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock plays Gracie Hart. She's yeah. just like this detective who goes undercover for a beauty pageant and she has to completely learn everything about being a woman because she doesn't comb her hair, she eats microwave meals puts them in the microwave and lives alone doesn't have any animals doesn't have a love life anything like that and when i was a kid i just thought that she was the coolest person (laughs) i didn't really care for the fact that she had a change but it was for the purpose of the job and um gosh i'm blanking (laughs) on who's the guy well benjamin bratt plays the love interest but then his her um her like teacher the one who teaches her how so to michael become a Kane? woman yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i just blanked on michael kane's name <laughs> but he's hilarious in that too and their their dynamic is really funny in the movie just a overall really wholesome fun stupid movie and <laughs> i love all the hoops that gracie hart has to jump through in order to like become a woman like she has to get waxed and wear tight dresses and not eat donuts and she can't you know slouch and things like that and i'm I'm just like oh gosh if i was ever that person i would be horrible i kept yeah. thinking you were saying greasy heart <laughs> i just looked it up i was like what the fuck Her name greasy. Is greasy heart <laughs> greasy heart. <laughs> um i i guess i saved the most literally me character for last as well i suppose um uh, old dolio in kajillionaire is probably the most relatable character i've ever seen in the fucking screen everything about her like she's she i know liam's i again i'm not sure if quinn or shannon have seen it no i haven't seen but um yeah she's kind of like an androgynous type of figure and she's kind of always following suit to her parents and what schemes they're up to like they're they're all jobless but they're all trying to get by in various different ways whether it be theft or like coupons or whatever that type of thing and they're living below like a soap factory the arc that she goes through in it is something that like Something that I'd like to achieve and like kind of sort of getting out of your shells sort of thing. Because in like the first two acts, she's very much like insular. She's following her parents and what they're doing. And it's only when, um, fucking what's her name? Character. Gina uh, Genesis Rodriguez. Ro- G- Gina Rodriguez character. When she comes along, it all kind of flips for her. But I do, yeah. She is a very relatable character to me and I it's part of the reason why I hype that film so much because of how how much of myself I see in her and the way she acts even the way she moves I, I kind of I can kind of see in myself in some <laughs> ways she's kind of awkward getting around which is like me as well but yeah no she is she probably is the most relatable char- yeah hmm. the most relatable character I've ever seen probably wow. I love her love that movie solid 7 out of 10 Hey, come on. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> Did you have your... You wanted to, like, quick name, like, your guy characters? Enough of this woman talk. I'm not gonna... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's bring up the men. Um, yeah. All right. I, you, Quinn's heard me say this a million times. Who you think I'm gonna say? Uh, I, I'll know it when you say it. I'll know exactly when you say it, but I don't know. Just I'm blanking. Well... Don Martello from Don John. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> I love okay. I love Don oh, John. Could, yeah, that's yeah. Joseph Gordon Levitt's character in that movie is like so I love that movie, period. Like everything, the way that it's edited, 
the structure of it, how Scarlett Johansson's a fucking bitch in it. But like <laughs> this movie, I mean, not I'm not saying like I'm addicted to porn or anything like that, but like how he gets em- emotionally attached, not emotionally attached. He gets like too attached to p- to porn and then he just like doesn't understand the emotional development that like a real human could have. You know, like <laughs> Liam. What? <laughs> <laughs> Jelaine yeah, Jelaine yeah. Moore and him are just great. I love them. Their dynamic in that movie too, and um, it, it doesn't help that I'm never gonna forget one of my friends telling me that I walk like Don John. So that's gonna yeah. be forever engraved in my brain. Is that I, I walk? Still haven't like, I like have this noticed strut. that yet. I still haven't noticed the walk yet. But maybe you've corrected it. Yeah, maybe since. I have just subconsciously corrected it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe just perfect New Jersey accent. Yeah, yeah, maybe I will, and have gel in my hair. Slick yeah. <laughs> it back. Another one I say a lot of the time is Martin Riggs, played by Mel Gibson in the Lethal Weapon movies. Mm-hmm. I love, mm-hmm. I love that character so much. And sometimes when I'm not wearing makeup and I wake up in the m- middle of the day, I look like Mel Gibson sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> like my hair is just like everywhere, and especially in the first, what Lethal Weapon, Martin Riggs is just he's fucking crazy and he's not happy with his life his wife was murdered and he's suicidal and he lives with his dog in a trailer park along the beach like and there are moments where he's alone and he feels like the lowest um and yeah it's just great and then out comes danny glover and from then on out there's a franchise out of it (laughs) obviously he doesn't kill himself um but yeah he's crazy and he also has like shoulder issues he was his uh shoulder was dislocated at some point and he always in every movie he always has to like hit his shoulder against something (laughs) to like put it back into place and i have shoulder issues i'm mine were never dislocated but that's a struggle thing yeah Yeah. ross geller from friends unfortunately (laughs) i think he's literally me because he's a fucking nerd he loves dinosaurs and he's really boring. And that's, <laughs> that's you. That's me. <laughs> I love dinosaurs. Yeah. I'm boring. Oh my god. Maybe I should watch Friends. <laughs> you should. And my last that. one is Winnie the Pooh. Hell Self-explanatory. yeah. <laughs> Self-explanatory. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> you sound like Winnie the Pooh, or I, I don't understand. I. You like honey. Hate pants, and I love sweet foods. Mm. It's just a vibe. And yeah, he's the fucking coolest. My whole yeah, bedroom was true. Hundred Acre Woods themed when I was a kid, so <laughs> we did the poo blood through and through. Wait, nice. shit! I I, I want to see if anyone's made fan art of Winnie the Pooh in the driver jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Off the top of my head, is Oppenheimer? He's literally me character now. <laughs> no, <laughs> it can be. That's the thing. I think it can. Apl- it's whatever. If it can apply to yourself, then you can say they're literally. Keelan you. didn't like if make the atomic bomb so i'm not gonna allow it no oh, come on do you dress really sharp no oh, he do. doesn't i i i do <laughs> no, I, I, I do the whole suit up scene like in the mirror every morning <laughs> putting on my hat he's wearing um, it right now but we just can't see it yeah I, I suppose just a few quick ones i won't really go into depth like i'm just looking through my letterbox but i relate i did find myself relating a lot to fucking sammy fableman from the fablemans I am literally Spielberg, as I think I said in my review. 
<laughs> I'd have to see uh, it. I don't, I don't know. Tony Soprano from The Sopranos. <laughs> Self-explanatory. <laughs> I, I, I do relate a lot to another round, all the main four characters mm, in that. Shit, They're yeah. very relatable characters. Oh, yeah. And also slightly Jesse Plemons in I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Mm. Sort of relate so that's to. That's a huge he's, one he's for me. Okay. But yeah. like, I don't think I'd Quite seen that Quite a relatable movie. character. Had I seen that movie? When you did the time? episode. I think I had, but I didn't I'm, mention it. Rambo, obviously. Joker, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I think I, I think I brought up the main ones for me really in, 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 re, in recent memory. Mm. Maybe Jigsaw from Saw. Um, I, I mean, also like fucking the guys the from, the guys from American Movie. There's a lot of relatability there for me. I, true. In, in terms of wanting to be involved in films and such. Yeah. Well, Ed Wood is you know, a better one for that. Uh, but yeah, I, th I think, I think that's about it. I think that's about it. Nice. Nice. I have like some, like I said, other like female ones. If you want me to just name some. Oh yeah, sure. But mm. I made a whole fucking list of female characters. I didn't know we were doing like five. <laughs> yeah. I I yeah. just kind of wrote down some ones that like I think are relatable, but not that relatable to me. But I wrote down um, uh, Kate Winslet in Eternal Sunshine. Mm. I think she's quite yeah. a relatable character. Danny from Not Okay. I actually. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's True. relatable in a kind of weird way. Like, I mean, I don't like thinking about the fact that I relate to her, but I kind of do sometimes. Harper from Men is very relatable. Oh, because <laughs> True. Yeah, she she goes through quite a lot of shit, obviously, and like there's a lot of grief and trauma and shit going on with her character and. I think she's very easy to latch on to because of that. Like, I, I'm, I'm not going to name the characters. I'll probably just name the actor, if anything, because I didn't write down the names of the characters. But, like, just from looking at the list, um, maybe, like, Anya Taylor-Joy from The Witch. Mm. Um, Ellen Bernstein from The Exorcist. Um, mm. We didn't even, like, talk about, like, Final Girls and stuff. Like, that's a huge, oh, yeah, like, yeah. subcategory of, like, she's literally me. So, like, Sydney Prescott, yes. fucking Nancy Thompson... I'm blanking on fucking Halloween's one. Uh, uh, Laurie Strode. Laurie Strode, that's it. Yeah. Laurie Strode I do find relatable. Out of all the Final yeah. Girls, I genuinely find her relatable. That could be one for me. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, with, with what Liam said about, like, you know, relating to them and, like, how they'd react in a certain situation, I'd feel like it'd be most like Laurie, probably. Yeah. In, not if, in the new movies. Killer. Not in the new movies, because we're not Terminator. We're yeah, no. <laughs> Maybe in Halloween Kills where she's just in a bed the whole night. <laughs> I'll just be laying in a hospital bed. We got Al Alma from Phantom Thread. Mm. Fucking incredible mm. character. One of the greatest female characters of all time. Another one written by a man. It's great. Yeah. The main three from The Favorite. I'm, mm. I'm sure there's literally me in all of them. There, uh, fucking... there definitely is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Enid from Ghost World, uh, Thora Birch's character. I was going to mention Ghost World, yeah. More recent one, um, Margaret from Are You There, God, It's Me, Mar Margaret. I mean, obviously it's a celebrated book, but... That's a good yeah. one. Is she, is she, yeah. That is a fucking great movie. Um, another Evan Rachel Wood character, fucking Tracy from 13. Like, I feel like a lot of girls might see themselves in that, because that is, like... It, it's quite an extreme movie in terms of, like, what it goes into. But I feel like a lot of people... I, like, I remember seeing, like, GIFs of it on, like, Tumblr and stuff back in the day, but yeah, I feel like mm -hmm. a lot of people could latch onto that. The main two from Ginger Snaps, I think, I, I found that sort of relatable when I watched it. Like, especially the younger sister. 
fucking what's her name from promising young woman like that's another modern she's literally me character yeah that's she totally could have been in that group yeah and the final one i'll mention uh fiona from shrek yes <laughs> i did actually have that on the list yeah. <laughs> she is a good you, character good shit. you didn't have you didn't have mithrigan I did, I did, I just didn't mention it. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was joking. Oh, wow. (laughs) She is literally me. (laughs) I'm literally a robot. Yeah. I I do girl boss dance. I do. do Uh, Sorry, one more I'd like to mention, because it's probably my favorite character of all time. Um, Fucking Marriage Gunderson from Fargo. Yeah. Frances McDormand's character. Incredible character. I love her so fucking much. Frances McDormand is fucking perfect in it. Hmm. Yeah, that's about it, really. If we're only doing, like, based off one little, like, scene, not the entire characters themselves, um, I, I relate to uh, Shiva Baby, the main girl in <laughs> oh, that, yeah. and the fact that, like, she gets caught in these social situations and she just doesn't really want to be there and it's like, just, like, all these people are, like, around her trying to talk to her and I'm just like, I just want to go home. So, It's, it's yeah. kind of like um, Princess Diana and Spencer. Yeah, sure. Sure. And sorry, one last one from a TV show, um, Fleabag from Fleabag. She's like the quintessential modern, she's literally me character in my opinion. Oh yeah, fuck, how did I not think of her? I was thinking, I forgot about shows. Yeah, totally right. Yeah, I just didn't even think about shows. I have a few from shows too, but I'm just going to skip them. I guess you guys named your, your male characters. I only want to say that I no longer, as much as I did 30 episodes ago, relate as much to Travis Bickle. I feel like I've changed Thank quite God. a bit. I think I've changed. <laughs> Thank God is right, because that was not good. I mean, I used to be full-on Travis. Like, I literally, there was a time, like, years ago, to where I was... cringing listening to that episode. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> Can we get a clap track? Right after Flat he announces track. that. Oh yeah, I'm I'm not gonna find it. I'm too lazy to find that. But um, I do relate a lot to Patterson now from the the movie Patterson. That's a good one. Yeah, that is my that's my he's literally me character. I'm just I'm satisfied with you know the simple little things. I just go to work. I have my routine. I have a loving girlfriend who I, she's not here yet. But she will be. Yeah, it's just I, I, I. He in particular. Yeah, that's that's my new. Uh, I'm still as literally as me. bad as I was in episode four. I'm still a terrible <laughs> person, so <laughs> I'm not okay. gonna change any of mine. Yeah, make Damn. sure to read your poetry in the next episode, Quinn. Yeah, make I'll sure read my. Po- I actually, hey, yeah. not. To, I mean, talk about cringe, but like after first watching that movie, I actually did start writing my own poetry. I don't know. I probably threw it away, but that's cool though. Um, that's good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I I tried. I relate to Donatello from the Ninja Turtles. He's so cool. <laughs> well, uh, if that's all of our characters, then we could get on to listener questions, baby. All right. Fuck well, yes. I'll get into our two questions that we got. So from Sarah's popcorn chat, she asked, what are some of your favorite scores from recent cinematic releases? Off the top of my head, speaking of it, the fucking new TMNT score is fucking amazing. It is absolutely fucking outstanding. Like was yeah. by Trent, Rez- Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for some reason, and it's fucking slaps. It is so <laughs> good. <laughs> nice. The only ones I can nice. like think of from what I've seen this year are uh, 
I mean, I actually listened to the score like outside of the movie, but Bo is afraid. I did listen to that, yeah. and it's yeah. still great outside of the movie, but obviously works better in the movie. But it's just a great one. Um, and it also is. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is amazing. Yeah, yeah, like for sure. Me. Oppenheimer. Yeah, I, I listened to the Oppenheimer one outside of the movie too. Like, it's I haven't done so that good. yet, but I want to. It's it's epic. I really mm. like the score for Blackberry, even though it was mostly. It was mostly licensed music in that, but the score that was there, I, f- I thought it was pretty fucking cool and pretty engaging. Mm. Uh, Banshees of Inishirin had a fucking incredible score. I oh, love yeah. the score for that one. Bones and All, another Trent Reznor Atticus Ross score. I love the score for that. It's beautiful. It's kind of like, sounds like fucking Gustavo Santaolala's score for Last of Us a bit, in my opinion. Mm. Which is kind of using like acoustic guitars and you know some ambient noise as well. It's a really fucking good score. I liked the score from The Whale quite a bit. I actually did like the score from The Whale. I always liked some mm. disaster piece and the Bodies, Bodies, Bodies one was good. That yeah. score was fucking awesome. Yeah, true. The Crimes of the Future score was great by Howard Shore. Really mm. liked that score. The Northman? Northman score? <laughs> Northman score was good. Um, the Batman score, I really thought the Batman score was great. It is great. Mm. Um, I- yeah. I think my favorite score from like the past five years was the Spencer score by Johnny Greenwood. Oh, I thought yeah. that score was Fuck, fucking yeah. outstanding. Oh, the, I the really question said recent. Are we going lot. back five years? I, I mean, <laughs> Spencer came Spencer out two was, years ago. Yeah, Spencer, That's pretty I, recent. I would only go back like a few years, like two or three at the most. So yeah, Spencer's recent enough, I think. Sisu. And that you can't really have access. Like, it's not on Spotify. I think it's only on Apple Music right now, which I don't have. So that sucks. So I'm hoping that it'll get, like, a vinyl release because I really mm-hmm. want to get that on vinyl. The Green Knight. Yeah. 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 I, I love the score for Nope as well. Dungeons and Dragons, even though that's, again, licensed. I mean, Tame Impala. Yeah. That song is... I love that song. Eh. The actual score is really good as well. I forgot about I that. I have to listen to it. I haven't listened to it. Mm. Oh, um, I haven't listened to it, but in the movie, I thought it was pretty good. They cloned Tyrone. Did I already say that? That one. No. That one had a pretty good. I'm really looking forward to that score. Unironically, I really like X's score by Chelsea Wolfe and Tyler Bates. Mm. I'm a fan of Chelsea Wolfe anyway, so it's cool seeing her do a score. I oh, and I'll throw Terrifier to that score in there. I like the old retro horror music. I can barely remember the score for that. Really? I just remember a lot of like synths and stuff. It was it was, it was muffled yeah. by all the screams. <laughs> all the screams and all the stabbing. Yeah. Arif was just way too loud in that movie. He should tone it down in Terrifier 3. <laughs> I know, right? He speaks too much. Last question from movies that don't suck. You guys excited for Killers of the Flower Moon? Will Scorsese win his second Oscar? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would agree, yeah. Yes and no. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to win shit for it, but I'm really excited for the movie. Very, very excited for it. I'm going to say yes and maybe, because everything's so unpredictable that you don't even know who's even going to be nominated against him, so who knows. True. I just don't know yeah, who I like, care anymore. <laughs> yeah. with, with, with the strikes, it kind of just whittles what might be nominated down. Yeah. Like it's getting to the point that Barbie will probably get a Best Picture nomination. Oh, it will. It will. I know it's going to. But, yeah, I feel like, um, I, I don't know, it, that'd be cool if it won something, because, like, Scorsese is hmm. getting older, like, he's obviously getting really old now, and he's, like, talked in, like, interviews and stuff about how, like, you know, there's, I, 
He's, it sounds like he's like afraid that he's getting so old and he can't make, he wants to make the ultimate movie, but just like he knows it's too late. So like, I feel like maybe oh, the yeah. Academy, Academy would like throw him an award for like being such a big figure, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, well, when he was talking about like Kurosawa and all that, when he yeah. was talking about like making, was it dreams? Was that his last movie? Yeah. I think, I think Marty was in that one as well, but yeah. Hmm. But it's, it's, it was, it was sad seeing that stuff. Cause like, oh man, I want you to direct movies forever. I think he will though. I think he'll direct till he dies. But like, oh, he absolutely will. Yeah, I love that about him. Yeah, but also like, wasn't his? Didn't like a lot of people feel that like his Oscar for The Departed was just kind of like a oh you've been doing this a while here you go have this Oscar. I don't know. I didn't even know that was what he won for. Honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, fucking Departed really should have been. Yeah. Where's Goodfellas at? Where's Taxi Driver at? Whatever. I don't know. Departed's my favorite, so I'm not mad about oh, that's that. True. That's true. I mean, I, I love Departed yeah. too, but like. I mean, if anything, he'll win for best adapted screenplay. True, he probably will. Yeah, uh-huh. maybe. Which... Unless Oppenheimer does. That's true as well. I was I was gonna say to expand it a little, not not to spend too much time on it because I think we're going over as it is. But mm-hmm. what are we looking forward to for the rest of the year? We haven't talked about this yet. Um, you can just like name like two or three. I, yeah, killer, yeah. You know, I'm I'm, well, the, to... the killer, the killer, like we talked about. That's uh, pretty much the it killer. Napole- Napoleon, um, Killers of the Flower Moon. Pull things, I guess. I'm, three, yeah. yeah. Is the Coen's brother, uh, Coen Brothers movie coming out this year or next year? I've no idea. Next year is pushback. Mm-hmm. For me, it'd be like like poor things, and also the new Jonathan Jonathan Glazer movie, The Zone of Interest. I've um, heard that's yeah, that. fucking amazing. <laughs> and Saw X, unironically, so hyped <laughs> for that. <laughs> Yeah. 24 wish. days, let's go. Another person who's excited for Saw X, Quinn. Oh, yeah, another. Oh, you yeah. like Saw, Chandra? No, but no. there was an argument in our movie theater group chat about whether or not we're going to get it or Exorcist Believer, and I had talked to so many people who said that they were excited for Saw X, and Quinn is like the only one besides Joel who's excited for Exorcist Believer. I'm not excited for it. I just don't want to pay to see it. So I'm like, I'm excited for it coming to our theater because I, I, I need to see it. I even though I know it's gonna be bad, but um, I, I just, I hope we get it so I don't have to pay. That's but you're you more excited to not pay for that cinema. one than you are for Saw X. <laughs> I, I'd rather pay for Saw X, which is surprising. I'd rather pay okay. to see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't like, I just don't like what David Gordon Green is doing. So, yeah. Saw X at least has their dumb, like, dumb torture puzzles to, like, have fun with. But what's The Exorcist going to have? It's not going to, it's, I just don't think it's going to have anything. It's got Ellen Burstyn back. It's poor, poor Ellen Burstyn forced back into this. (laughs) Oh, next topic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So whose turn, it's uh, Liam's turn for the next topic. It is my turn. I thought of one, but I don't. I don't know how you guys will feel about doing it. But I was actually thinking of doing another director episode, mm. um, and it's kind of a more appropriate one, um, considering what's happening with like me at the moment. Basically, because his final film is going to come out soon, I was thinking of doing Hayao Miyazaki. Oh my god! Yeah, talking oh. about all of his films because i think the new film that's going to come out eventually is his his final film he said it's his final film it's his 13th film so he has like 12 others but we don't have to watch all of them i don't mean like a i don't mean like a director episode where it's like do all of them or whatever like just if you want to watch a handful of them we can talk about them and just go through his filmography and stuff and talk about him 
But yeah, that was my I've idea. literally only seen my neighbor Totoro. <laughs> yep, you're gonna have homework, but you know. I'm gonna have a lot of watching to do. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, it's worth it. Like I I think he's a fi- oh, no, fantastic I'm excited director. For it. Like I I love his movies, like from what I've seen, and there's only like maybe two where I've said said that they're like a little bit lesser, but that could be an interesting one. L- look, I'm I'm glad you actually recommended it because it gives me a push to watch Spirited Away for fucking finally. Yeah, yeah. It is still one of my favorite films of all time. I know it's like a basic movie to pick, yeah. but like it's just it's so special. Shander's been needing to show me my neighbor Totoro, so I don't know if we'll get a chance to do it before then. So we might, but. Yeah. <laughs> if you and if you and Kath come over, we can watch it on VHS, original English dub. Mm. Yeah. Kath would probably yeah, enjoy watching that. some of those with you as well. All right. Well, that's about it. So uh, you can find me at Views by Quinn on all the social medias. Just check out the link tree in the description of the bio or the podcast. And thank you. Yes. You can find me at Movies Music Me on everything. Uh, check the link tree in the bio. You'll find it all. Link tree in the bio, only shallow on everything. Look at it. <laughs> H- have a peruse. <laughs> Harass me. Stalk me on social media. Chandra, where can they find you? Where can people keep up with you? Plug all your shit. Okay. Um, well, you can find me on Instagram at Film Forager or Fellowship Mike is my podcast. And then I think Pod Goblins. I think there's a dot in there. Pot dot pod dot goblins holy moly say that five times fast yeah and then letterboxd is just my name shander marie so if you want to follow me on letterboxd all right well that's about it so bye everybody bye Bye and peace out bitches (laughs) okay another one in the bag